0: Good news. Because of the six-week abortion ban in Texas and other laws in the country like it, thousands of babies have been saved this year alone. But that's not enough. Innocent lives are still being taken every day before they take their first breath. And men, you can do more than you think about it. Recently, a study from CareNet and Lifeway Research show that men have a far greater influence on whether their partner gets an abortion or not. This news was even surprising to me, and I think we need to talk about it. I'm Matt Odegaard, and this is Church Public. Welcome to Church Public. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate uh, you joining in. I really appreciate you being a part of this, being a subscriber. If you haven't already, like and subscribe this channel, share it. Um, I just want to help you understand what it means to follow Jesus. Some of the episodes we do are theological in nature, just about who Jesus is and how you follow him. And I want you to be able to exercise your faith In culture because we live in this world and you shouldn't just hide away like a monk in some monastery. You should go out into the world and you should be part of it and you should be going to your work, you should be going to your school, you should be going to the store, you should be living like a Christian, living like a follower of Jesus if that's what you claim to be. If you don't, I hope that you listen and you figure out that maybe there's more to this life than this culture is telling you. And I believe that there is. I think that's an important thing, too. So those are the goals that I have for this. And when I come across stories, when I come across current events that I think apply to the Christian worldview and apply to the way that we live our daily lives, I will bring them forward to you and help you understand what's going on in the world. I know there's a lot going on in the world today. There's a lot of Ukraine stuff, there's a lot of World War II stuff and Russia and all this other stuff. And I'm studying that very deeply, and it's a very convoluted topic. But today what we're going to talk about is just in general men. And I am couching this within the concept of of abortion and within the concept of saving lives. But the whole point here is doing what's right. And what i see is that sometimes people don't do what's right whether it's hard whether they don't want to deal with it and i today i want to talk specifically to men and the reason that i want to talk specifically to men is because it's time it's it's time to stand up men there's there's no more time for waiting there's no more time for relaxing or cruising it's time to work and i don't just mean work at work but i mean work in your life work in your family work out your faith This episode is aimed at men because it's time to stand up and it's time to stand against this culture however if you're a woman you should listen to this if you're a wife give this message to your husband if you're dating give this to your boyfriend and listen men need to hear this message adolescence really has just lasted for far too long and we have allowed boys to stay boys forever just like peter pan and this is not the way this is not how it should be we have a crisis but we have a great opportunity babies are being saved and we need to do more so we're going to talk about this issue through the lens of abortion and specifically about the Texas abortion law. This law, if you missed it somehow, it denies abortion after a fetal heartbeat can be detected, which is around six weeks. And since it was implemented, literally thousands of babies have been saved. This is fantastic. But the thing that surprised me, the thing that even I did not understand, know, or have any idea about is that this new study shows up to 60% I'm sorry, we'll get to the study in just a second. But what I want to say about the abortion ban is that 60% less babies were killed in the short time than it has been in effect. This is a huge win for the sanctity of life. It's a family issue. It's a parenting issue. It's a gospel issue. And men, it's your time. It's your time to step up. It's time to take responsibility. It's time to act rightly. And before we get into this whole issue, again, this is for everybody we really I really just have to say this and here's the here's the most unpopular thing maybe I'll say today you may think it's different but the most unpopular thing that I have to say today is don't have sex. Yeah, that's it. I mean if you're not married don't have sex, that that alleviates this whole issue. It alleviates the whole problem that we're dealing with. If you don't have sex, then you don't have to make these decisions about other people's lives, like other babies' lives, or even the mother's life, or the father's life. You don't have to make these decisions if you don't have sex. If you're married, have a family. You should have a family, you should get married, You should have a family. You should have lots of kids. That's what we need. There's a population crisis going on. I've talked about this before, but our population in America and other countries is literally crashing because people are not getting married. They're not having babies in marriage and creating these families. They're not doing it. People are just not doing it. But if you're not married, just don't have sex. I know that's it's countercultural. It's prudish. Like, we, shouldn't just, we should not just do whatever we want, right? That's what the culture says. Just do whatever you want, with whomever you want, whenever you want. That's what we're told what to do. I'm telling you the opposite of that, and I'm telling you that for a reason. Not just because I invented this, I didn't. And we've all made mistakes. I'm not saying that, and I don't want to pour any guilt on you. I don't want to pour any shame or blame on you. We've all made mistakes. You may have made mistakes. Okay, fine. That's why we have grace. That's why we have the grace that God gives us freely through His Son, Jesus Christ. But if you have a choice now, just stop. Don't do it. Why? Because then you don't have to deal with thoughts or questions of abortion. Then you don't have to deal with children outside of a marriage, outside of a family, outside of the committed nature of the relationship that God intended from the Garden of Eden. And there are so many societal reasons for this, there are spiritual reasons for this, and we just need to get in line. Men. God expects you to lead in this. God expects you to lead and control yourself, control your urges, and do the right thing here. That's your role. And men, sometimes you're not doing very well at that role. So we won't have to deal with this ridiculous controversy about whether or not to kill babies if we just stop having all of this extramarital sex. Okay, that's not popular. It's just the reality. Because this whole choice thing is a fallacy. We talk about women's choice and right to choose and all these things and women's health care. And I talked the other day, uh, Biden said it's maternal healthcare now, right? All of these things, it's just ridiculous and they're euphemistic and they're not real. Once you have had sex and conceived a child, you made the choice. Now you're just deciding whether you can live with your choice. And really, in a morbid way, you're deciding whether you allow your baby to live with your choice And that is just heartless. There's no other way I can think about that. There's no other way I can say that. So today, we're talking to the men. And women, please listen in, and I hope you do, because this is important. But men, it's time to think differently about this. If, and hopefully you don't make this mistake, but if by some chance you make this mistake and you conceive a baby by that mistake, you have some decisions to make. And I hope you, men, make good decisions. Now, once again, I have to say out loud for those that misunderstand Please, just don't have sex, and we don't have to hold this. We don't have to have this conversation at all, and that would be great. Self control covers a huge area of these issues. Anyway, to this study, and and this study again, it, it was it was surprising to me. Maybe it will be surprising to you, and I think it's important, and I think it gives us the view of a crisis that's going on, namely that I've been painting that we have a crisis of men and we have a crisis of self control. But it also gives us an opportunity, and I think it's a really good opportunity, and I want you to lean into it. Um, so here's the study. 2015. There's there's actually two studies in there connected, but the but the first one was in 2015, CareNet, nonprofit Christian Ministry that equips, empowers pregnancy resource centers, etc. They commissioned a study and they found that the father is the most, the most significant influence in a woman's decision whether or not to continue an unplanned pregnancy. Did you hear that? The father. This is not what the media tells us. I didn't even know this. We're told this decision, the women's right to choose, is the only decision women make. It's it's only a women's decision. It's a women's right. Uh, we've heard no uterus, no opinion. But the reality seems to be far from that. According to this study, this is the 2015 study. The father is the most significant influence on whether or not to keep a baby. Now, this year, here's the new study that I came across, and I went back to that old study, but this study is even even more dramatic to me. CareNet partnered with LifeWay Research and released a study that specifically measured the attitudes of men whose wives or girlfriends had had an abortion. This shows this crisis, and I think, again, an opportunity for the pro-life movement, for the church. How do men feel when they first discover their partner is pregnant? 53% report being nervous. 42% report being scared. The source of their fear admit it's something financial, 39% say they're not ready to be a father, and of course, no one's ready to be a father. I remember first being a father. I was terrified to first be a father. I get it. And this explains some of the advice that young men give to women who are dealing with whether or not to keep a baby. 42% of men advised their partner to abort. 42%. Almost half of men, said to get rid of the baby. 12% said they strongly urged this decision. And another 31% said no advice. So that's, we're in the 70% range where the, the father either said to get an abortion or said nothing and just bailed out, 70%. And 63% of the silent young men said it wasn't their place to weigh in. I think this is a significant issue. According to the men in the survey, 74%, three quarters of women talk to their male partners before deciding whether or not to keep their baby. Three quarters of women. This is a huge percentage. This is a huge, again, it's a huge crisis and it's a huge opportunity. The men are not stepping into this role. First of all, please just have self-control. Don't do this. (laughs) We all know where babies come from. It's not a mystery. If it is a mystery, we need other courses. There's other things going on. I'm not gonna talk about that right here, but I guess if you know, you know. Beyond that, here's the deal. Like, are, are you going to step in? Men, are you going to step in and do the right thing? First, just have self-control. If you can't have self-control, do the right thing. This is what humans have known for a long time, especially in, in this kind of society role. And once you get to that point, there are things you should know. I mean, even, like, there are tons of resources for pregnant mothers that apparently people don't know. There are pregnancy centers, counseling centers, doctors, um... But there seems to be a huge hole in the resources for young men who are just confused and who don't know what to do. Um, I have spoken many, many times on this culture's war on men. You don't have to look far to see it, it literally is everywhere. This culture does not like men, it doesn't like strong men. You have toxic masculinity. So it's not surprising when men learn they're going to be a father and they literally have no idea what to do. I can even admit, Within the marriage that I was in, when I was going to be a father, I had no idea what I was going to do. I knew I was going to figure it out, but I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't really know the role I was supposed to play. I had to learn a lot. I had to study a lot. I had to practice a lot. I had to ask a lot of dads um, in, in churches that I was in, pastors and, and fathers, like, what did you do? What am I supposed to do? How do I do this thing? How do I be a dad? How do I be a father? How do I be a husband? How do I move through this life? And that's the crisis that I see we especially in the church are not telling young men first have self-control i know i'm going to keep harping on that but it's true and be a father when it's time be a father and encouraging them to be a father again we have a crisis of population so there's two things that sound contradictory but they're not people are having lots and lots of sex outside of the marriage relationship because this culture says just do whatever you want with whomever you want whenever you want and at the same time when people are getting married because of financial reasons because of climate change reasons I'm not making that up that's an actual thing people believe that because the climate is bad and because overpopulation is going to destroy the earth don't have babies this is a real thing I've talked about it before I'm not going to get into all the science and stats cuz it's not really science but but this is a real thing that people believe and they're not having babies because of it this is a problem so we need to have we need to get married we need to be in a church, we need to have families, we need to grow that. We also need to have self-control before we're married. These are two things. They're not contradictory. They sound contradictory. I'm saying don't have sex and have babies, but don't have sex outside of marriage. Have babies when you're married and make a family. Believe it or not, it's a simple concept. It's a biblical concept. This is the way God designed the family. I know it sounds old-fashioned, but Maybe there's a reason it was old-fashioned. Maybe there's a reason traditions have been going and been the same for pretty much all of human history, because it works, and that's how God designed it, and that's how we're supposed to be. So, these poor guys, when they learn they're going to be a father, they have no idea what to do. And since the abortion industry has literally marketed itself as birth control, it's the last line of defense against having babies, it seems... It appears like it's a painless and easy out for the mother and the father. That is a lie, a lie from the devil. Abortion is killing a baby. If you're honest, I I don't know if anybody can actually deny that. People try, but I guess they're just wrong. Abortion is killing a baby. And this crisis of manhood is real. And according to the numbers, it contributes way more to the abortion industry than even I understood or previously knew uh like most of us i I thought that the abortion struggle was to convince mothers to choose life and yes it is i just had no idea that mothers were so influenced by their by their significant other or their partner did did you know that i mean i just didn't know that so here's the failure of the church and the opportunity for the church according to the study more than half 51 percent of men whose partner had an abortion said they attended church regularly, half, more than half, and 64% believed a pastor is worth approaching about a decision related to keeping a baby or not, 62% believe the church is prepared to help a couple bring a baby into the world, so this tells me that men are going to church, young men are going to church, men are going to church, they're also not practicing self-control, we know that's true, but then, when it comes down to saving a life, literally saving a life, they just either abdicate responsibility, they don't talk to people who could help them, they don't know there are resources out there to help them. I think young men are crying out, maybe not actually, but they they really want help, prying pr- processing this. Excuse me, they need guidance and according to this study, they actually want it. More than half of them want guidance from the church, and the church is the moral authority in a broken and lost culture. It is. The culture is not going to tell you that. The culture says the church is old-fashioned. It's, it's misogynistic. It's, uh, it's the patriarchy, blah, 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 all of these things, but when you get into a problem area, when you get into an area where you don't know what to do Chances are you turn to the church. Why? Because we know that's where the answers come from. That's where the meaning comes from. This culture is not going to give good advice to young men, especially young dads. It's not. Just look at the messaging in popular culture, music, Hollywood, politics. There just is no good morality there. No, if there's going to be a change in culture, it has to come from the church, from the older, wiser men who love and follow Jesus and don't mind getting into the messy lives of other men who need help and guidance and counsel. Biblical masculinity, again, biblical masculinity, it's heralded, it's, it's called misogynistic, something phobic, toxic, and all of these things. Men, we need to take back the biblical definition of being a man from the biblical definition found in scriptures. We need to do this. I, I don't even see it as an option. We've we've got to do this because we're losing the culture, number one. We're sacrificing our children, number two. And we are not creating strong families to grow a society. Like Our society is just crumbling around us. And men, this is the message for you. I want you to step into this. It's time. It's time to just stop sitting around. You don't know what to do. Fine. Find someone around you who knows what to do. Look at the people you know in your life. Do you know a good husband? Do you know a good father? Talk to them. Say, just literally, this is how easy it is. And I've done this. So again, this is, I get the pride thing. Believe me, I get the pride thing. This is all you do. You just go up to them and say, hey, you have really good kids. How did you do that? Can we go get some coffee? Hey, you seem like you're a really good husband. How do you do that? Can you? Can we go get some coffee? And again, I suggest it be a person that follows Jesus, a person that's in the church. Again, that should be a prerequisite and foundation. You should understand that. And I don't. I don't care if they're older than you. Probably they're going to be older than you. That makes the most sense. I think. Bible talks a lot about wisdom coming through time and through age and experience. I think that's true. I've seen that to be true. Again, that's what I did. I found people in my life and said, you are a really good dad. How did you do that? Uh, you, you are a really good husband, and I need some help in this area. Like, go and do this. And then to go to scriptures. Paul tells us about this. It's not a mystery. Ephesians 5, 25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Ephesians 5.28, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. It's important for us guys to step into the biblical model of who we are supposed to be as men. And I just don't feel like we're doing that. Whether the church, again, crisis of church, crisis of manhood, have we missed this? Maybe. Here's the opportunity. Step into it. And this is on you guys. Don't wait for somebody to come up to you and say, I want to mentor you and tell you how to be a good husband maybe that'll happen. Chances are it won't. And also guys, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. If you go to a a guy who's busy running his life, running his business, you know, being the dad, being the husband, if you go to him and say, I just want to spend seven hours a week with you where you teach me everything, you know, I guarantee he's going to say, no, I'm just telling you it's not happening. But again, Listen to the question that I gave you. If you just say, hey, do you have 20, 30 minutes for coffee this week? I see that you are a really good dad. I see that you're a really good husband. Can we just talk about that over coffee? Chances are they might say yes. Chances are they'll say, I mean, sure. you know, And then come with a list of questions. How do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? Like, really, it's that simple. This isn't a mystery. It's just saying, hey, how did you do that? Like, what do you do? What do you do in this situation? Just ask these questions and, and it might be a good conversation. And then that might develop into more. But if you say, will you commit a year of your life to me with eight hours a week? I'm just telling you, they're, they're not saying yes. I'm just telling you. So slow roll into that. I know some, some of us get, maybe maybe that's coming from my own experience. Some of us get a little uh, uh, overzealous and, and just want to know everything right away. But, but just slow roll into that. And, and you need to do this. It's, it's good. So manhood, biblical manhood. The fundamental requirement for biblical manhood is a proper relationship with God. This, this is the foundation. The foundation that you need to have is your relationship with God. So yes, you need to seek out people who have gone before and who understand and who, have, who are literally living being a good husband, being a good father. And you personally, man, husband, single guy, trying to figure out his life, you need to figure out who you are, and who you are is based on God and who Christ is. Um, Micah 6.8, he has told you, oh man, what is good? What does the Lord require of you? To do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with your God. Micah 6.8, be that person. How, how do you do that? It means you have to be humble. You have to understand that everybody makes mistakes. Everybody sins. Romans 3.23, you need to accept Christ for your salvation. 2 Peter 3.9, you need to depend on, for God everything you you just need to depend on God for everything you can't do it yourself you need to understand you can't do it yourself first Peter 5 7 Hebrews 13 15 you need to study you need to learn you understand you need to practice the will of God Matthew 6 Romans 12 you need to go through the word of God Hebrews 4 um, the word of God is living active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing um, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart you can read through the rest of Hebrews 4 there if you want to you need to focus on your relationship with God and this will give you the tools you need to live and love and lead and then one word to pastors pastors i just i want you to be ready to pour into young men pastors i know i've been a pastor for 20 years you're busy. I know you're busy, but the young men need direction and they need it so much and they may or may not even ask. So pastors, if I could say one thing, be on the lookout for young men. And I know, I know as pastors we're always looking for the next, you know, Billy Graham and we're always looking for the next super leader, but sometimes we just need to talk to the regular old not old, the regular young men. We just need to talk to them and 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 one set a good example for them to follow and then lean in And and spend time with them. And then fathers. I want to talk to you. Fathers. It's time to father. Um, Don't be the one who just conceived a child and then disappeared, right? Be a father. Be present. Be a parent. Lead. Train. Guide your children in the way of the Lord. Uh, To quote another movie, This is the Way. Raise up your sons in the way and knowledge of God so that they will grow up to be men of faith and men of leadership. And maybe, just maybe, maybe, we won't have to have this conversation anymore. And I hope we see that day. But for now, lean in. Young men, find a more experienced man, father, husband, leader, and learn from them. Older men, find some younger men to pour into because they need it. And women, just have patience with us. We're trying. (laughs) At any rate, thanks for choosing Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard. God bless. And as always, keep the faith.